two, one. Pat! We're live. All right, folks. Uh, welcome to question and answer. Uh, we're just a standard uh, question and answer. Uh, so uh, remember, uh, top priority, uh, we're going to be taking uh, Super Chats. Uh, and then we're going to be doing uh, Patreon. And then unlike Discord before, we're actually going to be doing a combination of YouTube and Discord. Uh, which for some reason, I'm just really bad at uh, spelling here, you know. Um, so I'm going to do uh, YouTube slash Discord, etc. All right, awesome. Cool. Uh, question and answer, Super Chats, Patreon, YouTube slash Discord. Uh, fair enough. And uh, viewers are starting to come in. And uh, let's get this going. Uh, so uh, what's the first question we have, gentlemen? All right. So comes from Lucio. It says, why do I often see my STP male friends being attracted to NTP women? Is this a common pairing? And if so, is it because of the high any tending to the STPs NI child slash inferior? That's, that's, a, that's a fantastic question. So uh, STP and TP relationships are definitely a thing. Uh, I actually have coached plenty of people on that relationship pairing uh, uh, consistently uh, recently. And uh, like I see, it's funny, I actually see ISTP, uh, ENTP often. Uh, I've also seen uh, ESTP, INTP relationships often, and also vice versa as well. Uh, but, the re but it really comes down to uh, something known as uh, cognitive focus. And this is not something I've been talked about very recently. Although if you were a patron uh, Ruby member or patron gold, uh, Patreon gold, uh, you would kind of know about this concept because it's kind of the uh, content that's behind the paywall. But I'll talk about cognitive focus right now. Is that when it's one of the four pillars of romantic compatibility that we've talked about in the Ruby conference. So yes, I've actually ad uh, addressed romantic compatibility. I provide four different pillars of romantic compatibility and how it works, but you gotta be a Patreon Ruby member to get access to that content. And that's available in the July uh, CSJ conference, which by the way, because our web server has been absolutely terrible recently, I believe that will be posted tonight. Uh, to be available and it's like an hour, hour and a half of me talking about these concepts. But one of the four pillars is cognitive focus. So let's take a look at how that actually plays out. So let's say, uh, let's say we have an ISTP, for example, and then we have uh, ENFJ, and then we have uh, ESTJ, uh, and then um, we have um, uh, INFP uh, for this, uh, uh, for this type and then uh, we'll do another one over here let's say uh they're with uh, i don't know and I, I let's do intp like why not like why not do intp okay so intp entj and then we do uh across the board esfj and then uh relegans in the house <laughs> uh and then uh i'm sure she'll be adding some additional commentary it's gonna be fun uh so um ESFJ and then the uh, uh, ISFP uh, demon. So kind of focus uh, real quick. So here's the thing. Let's say this ISTP, they're very ESTJ focused, right? And because of that, with they're being ESTJ focused, <laughs> um, when they're ESTJ focused, uh, they can actually be very controlling in their relationships. The reason why is, is because they're afraid of their freedom of choice within the NI child being taken away from them. So they allow themselves to be more controlling in a relationship, for example, uh, to be able to uh, do that. 
But here's the thing, this INTP, he's very ESFJ focused in this and because he's subconscious focused and this, and therefore a little bit happier. Um, and then we have the ESTJ uh, shadow, which is more mature. They're not competing with each other because if you have two people who are subconscious focused in the same relationship, they're going to compete on the subconscious level and who's more happier or who's more mature, right? So you want to have a pairing where someone is in a different cognitive focus within your romantic compatibility to make sure that depending on which side of the mind you're on, uh, you'll, uh, you'll find yourself in a, um, uh, uh, a relationship where you could benefit where one person in the relationship is providing maturity. <laughs> The other person in the relationship is providing uh, the happiness, basically, the source of happiness. You know, So one person's gaining uh, happiness by learning from the happier person, while that same person is also learning from the maturity of the other person because they're more mature. And it creates a really healthy, balanced relationship, right? So cognitive focus is something that you have to be aware of. And this is how STP, NTP relationships can actually work uh, because, uh, with that being said, uh, uh, while they are all TIFE users uh, and those things can conflict, uh, they do have sexual compatibility through their perception functions, not so very high emotional compatibility, but because the cognitive focus and potentially interaction styles and temperaments based on their nurtural equivalents, uh, you have basically a good amount of compatibility regardless of the camaraderie present within the relationship. More on this later. We're going to be talking about the four pillars of romantic compatibility more on Patreon. Uh, in the, uh, and then also actually uh, we're going to be talking about it in, in public lectures very soon. Uh, right after we finish this, the seduction styles. Uh, so this is just future stuff that's coming out later. But if you want to get more into the depth of this, become a Ruby patron. You can check this out uh, on the, uh, uh, the CSJ conference for uh, the month of July. Uh, what's the next question? Cool. Unless we have any super chats, it comes from Jenner. All right. We're uh, clear on super chats right now. All right. So she says, <clears throat> you said you have never met an ESTP transgender. I have. Is she typed right? I'm pretty sure she is. But here's my thing I want to ask. You said you have met many INFJ transgenders. Right. Is it possible being that the ESTP, because they have an, an INFJ subconscious, there is some correlation there or vice versa? with the INFJ having the ESTP subconscious and also the ISTJ and ENFP all being in the same quadra, possibly an underdevelopment or a mirror, mirroring issue. I'm not saying that ESTPs and transgenderism can't happen. I'm saying anything, any of that is possible. I mean, anyone can get T Gandhi and end up developing gender dysphoria. Okay, let's be honest. But uh, it just isn't very common, especially among types who have uh, you know, who favor uh, some more masculinity or more uh, femininity depending on their type, basically. That's very normal, right? So obviously anomalies exist, but the difference is, is that, you know, it really just depends on how healthy the person is. You know, I, I would like to verify as to whether or not this person is an ESTP, but at the end of the day, uh, it, it is possible. You know, anything is possible. If I want to get all like tea child about it, well, anything could be true. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, it, but sure, you know, I'd, I'd rather, uh, I'd rather, you know, find out like what, what other, like, I, I need more evidence basically. So cool. So what's next? Cool. So next is from hibernator. He okay. says, I have a dilemma. I am an INTJ and I like an ESFJ, ISFJ woman 
can't differentiate yet, and then ENFP woman. Both are great and supporting. Which one should I pursue? Thank you. Uh, so he's looking at ENTJ and ENFJ as an INTJ? Uh, ESFJ, ISFJ. He can't decide which one between the two. And then there's additionally an ENFP woman, and he's wondering which one he should pursue. Well, the most common marriage is an ESFJ, um, statistically with INTJs, if he himself is an INTJ. So I'd <laughs> probably recommend trying that one first, just for the statistical advantage. But again, you, looking at the four pillars of romantic compatibility, you got to look at cognitive synchronicity. You got to look at cognitive focus. You got to look at uh, disposition and communication style preferences. Uh, you also have to look at um, uh, quadra preferences as well, and based on human nurture, right? King, warrior, magician, lover, queen, mother, uh, matron, lover. Where do those things come into come into play, right? There's so many different components of romantic compatibility that you have to be aware of to actually be able to make the decision. However, cognitive synchronicity is a dominant form of compatibility, while the other ones are more recessive, but it is very dominant. So I would suggest considering ESFJ first. Okay. So the next one comes from Sir Ballin. He says, why do you think ISTJs tend to embrace their critic function less than INTJs? Is it because of their SINE? Uh, it's because of common sense or what they perceive as common sense through their introverted sensing hero. Common sense is nothing more than common ignorance. And the thing is, is if they haven't heard it before, chances are it's not real. And it's because of their concreteness. Um, and because of that, anything that they've heard before, anything that is sensible to them or is, or is common sense related, they'll just automatically, typically think that that's more acceptable. And then as a result of that, they don't use it as often to verify. Whereas the INTJ does not have that luxury. So they have to rely on TI critic a lot more and then have to verify their beliefs even more because they're trying to get as close to reality as possible with their SE inferior, basically. <laughs> so awesome. What's next? Very cool. Dedicata comes in with, when we say a type is triple something, triple movement for INTJ, for example, we only count in ego, shadow, and subconscious. However, when you were talking about the masculinity, femininity of a type, you also count in superego. For example, ENTP is triple feminine in this way. Why is that? Thanks. Uh, honestly, I get that I originally treated uh, ego, subconscious, and shadow from a triple movement standpoint. And that's something that came from my ESTP mentor, uh, uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Bryant uh, in the past. Uh, but uh, honestly, I've actually kind of gone more away from that. And, and I'm actually considering all four sides of the mind now uh, when it comes to like, uh, you know, triple movement, etc. Very interesting. And going in that direction. I'm just make sure that you understand, though, from a dominant versus recessive point of view, when you're thinking of dominant traits uh, versus recessive traits, um, you want to look at, um, ooh, Chloe's in trouble. My uh, cat, there's some, some cat combat going on. Uh, so uh, dominant traits and uh, recessive traits. Uh, think about it this way. If it's in your ego, it's very dominant. If it's in your superego, it's super recessive. If it's in your subconscious, it's a little bit more dominant. If it's in your, or if it's in your shadow, it's a little bit more dominant. It's a little bit more recessive if it's in your subconscious, right? 
So think about it that way. So while someone may be triple movement because they have triple movement in their superego, someone who has triple movement in the other three sides of their mind that is not the superego is still technically faster with the movement, right? So you got to think about it in terms of dominant versus recessive, just like we do in genetics. So it's a, it's kind of like a scale. They're they're weighted. Exactly, it's a weighted scale. Thank cool. You. So with that, uh, Ginger Assassin has a question. We we got a super chat in from oh, awesome. Luis Melendez uh, for two dollars. I am an ISTP, twenty seven years old. How the hell do I find my passion? Awesome. You maximize risk. The riskier, the better. That's why ISTPs get into like parkour and whatnot. Uh, higher risk, higher reward, and higher recognition that you get. Uh, this is why ISTPs make these amazing uh, inventions uh, or they invent these cool sports like the skeleton, for example, uh, which is now an Olympic sport. That was invented by an ISTP. High risk, high reward. Most recognition you can get uh, as a result of that. So do do risky things, uh, physical things that like go Tony Hawk style. You know what I'm saying from an ISTP point of view. But it's all about high risk, high reward when it comes to finding your passion. If you're not leveraging that technique, you as an ISTP are just not going to have any joy because the more risk that is involved with what you're doing, the more joy you're going to gain as a result. So um, Hannah B's MBTI from uh, Bachelorette is uh, ENTJ. I'll just answer that straight up. Um, Cool. What's next? Ginger Assassin with, <clears throat> although the shadow couple is the most compatible technically, I have wondered, can less compatible types be more powerful through maturity? Yes. Do you think there are any interesting benefits that can come from this? And have you seen them? Well, yes. I mean, my, my relationship with Railgun is, is, is an excellent example of that. Uh, she provides a lot of wisdom and a lot of areas like while while her and I are not a golden pair for example she provides a lot of additional advantages through having a different temperament uh, than I do uh, whereas you know my golden pair happens to be in the same temperament as me right it's it's mm. it's a completely different approach and because of that there's like less you know uh, blind spots right more bases can be covered so again while your golden pair is your highest compatibility, it's also like the default relationship that you should go for, but you still have to consider cognitive focus. And again, romantic compatibility itself is actually a higher uh, order than necessarily the golden pair. The golden pair is a more default view of it, but it's this most simplest point of view. It's your starting point, and why I recommend people to go with their starting point. But if you really want to absolutely reach the highest heights of happiness, especially in relationships, it's very important that you consider all components of romantic compatibility before you make your decision. So. Wow. Very thorough. Okay. So Valentina Belovsky says, what are the most common reasons that an INFJ would re reject and say hurtful things to an ENFP who he cared about and showed romantic interest in? Uh, if the INFJ felt abandoned or betrayed or felt like they weren't a priority or right. uh, betrayed, uh, not a priority. Um, also, uh, not sharing experiences, being ignored, uh, uh, being left out. That's another big one um, yeah. uh, because SE Inferior really, really needs to not be left out. It's super important. But that's how it Wolfpack. 
Yep, that wolf pack mentality, exactly. Cool. So, looking through who's been answered so far. So, eights. Eights says, how do you know if an ENTP is wearing a mask with you? How do you know when you're seeing their full true self? This comes from an INTJ. Because they'll tell you. Like, uh, the thing is, though, is that ENTP is, like, like in my life, there's only maybe two or three people that I trust 100%. That's it. A railgun is one of those three. Uh, my son is another one. And, uh, and, a, and a very close friend of mine uh, are the only three people I trust 100%. Everyone else, it's like 90%, 85%. It just goes down from there. Uh, ENTPs... They're very insincere at the start because remember, look at look at it this way. So um, I think I did this before, but I'll do this one more time. So here's what you call the big picture, right? And this is uh, truth, okay? Uh, the the whole truth, okay? And this is a pie, okay? So here's the truth pie. This is in an ENTP's head, okay? Now the ENTP is just going to give you this slice right here. This little slice right here, it's still true, but it's not the entire whole truth. But then the INTJ gets butt hurt and it's like, well, you didn't give me the other slices. And the ENTP's like, well, get over it. Why is that? Think about it. You have an ESTP, right? They reality check. But you have an ENTP, right? They are doing trust checks. They're trying to see Metaphysical how trustworthy. Check. They're trying to see how trustworthy you are, right? Whereas the ESTP is trying to see how strong you are, giving you those reality tricks. It's, it's assessing your strength, strength of character, or, or, as, uh, or as I had discussed with Railgun recently, it's about structural integrity. It's all about structural integrity, right? So, uh, which, is, which, is, which is where the reality checks come from. But the trust checks are all about trying to see, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a character test, uh, um, you know. So, um, uh, oh, and Luis Melendez, uh, maybe become a, a trucker, uh, get a CDL license. Uh, you, you can work for a Walmart. There's hiring people at truckers right now for about $90,000 a year to start, and that's only five and a half hours a day. They're probably gonna pay you an additional 30 plus grand, uh, potentially up to $175,000 a day if you do eight and a half hours by becoming a truck driver with Walmart, for example. And all you have to do is go through like a CDL license. And it, because you're an ISTP, you'd be like absolutely amazing uh, being a semi-truck driver, let's be honest. And by the way, while you're at it, make sure you stay fit while you're on the road. So make sure you understand calisthenics. Uh, so I'd recommend a Kino Body by Greg O'Gallagher. He has on the road calisthenics uh, things that you can do to make sure that you're staying fit, so you don't become some fat slob uh, riding, you know, on the road, which happens because you're very inactive, etc. And then also make sure you're eating clean, organic, non-GMO foods. I'll just remember if you have a food that has a USDA or uh, USDA organic label on it, it automatically is considered GMO. So make sure you're investing yourself and getting proper money. If you're concerned about lack of internet while on the road, don't worry about that because what you want to do is you want to get a Verizon account, get unlimited data basically, so you're good to go. And because you're mobile and a truck driver, you never have to worry about getting your uh, rate limited with your data ever. And buy yourself a deep cycle RV battery from um, from Costco. Combine it with an inverter, uh, probably about a 400 watt inverter or better uh, from uh, I don't know from. Amazon.com. You can hook up your laptop to it. You can tether to your phone for internet connection. You got your internet connection while you're on the road and you're good to go. You're staying healthy. 
you got uh, you know your coolers going for storing up your food, and you're out there kicking ass, making $175,000, even though you don't even have a bachelor's degree. And guess what? Driving a truck, it's pretty, it's a bit risky, as with driving any uh, uh, heavy machinery. So like, yeah, definitely, uh, that's just one example. I, I'd say <laughs> um, that, or you know, go you know, do the, the deadliest catch or axeman or any of those types of crazy uh, blue collar jobs. Because let me be honest with you folks, blue collar, blue collar jobs may not pay very well right now, but as we automate and have AI starting making its advent, advent right now within our society, guess what? Blue collar jobs would be the highest paying jobs. White collar's on its way out. You heard it here first. Well, to, and, to add to everything you and, just and said. Someone's, uh, someone's static is like an out of control. Might be Broncos again or something. I'm hearing it too. Oh, so to add on to onto what you just said, it's a great TI movement breakdown. Um, so the truck industry is actually under, I believe it's called deficit. So there's like a backlog in the United States, at least, as far as how many trucks are needed by the industry. And so I, I think it's a highly viable market. And if they're in deficit, then you could definitely um, sell yourself and get a higher paying start and start at a higher rate than if they weren't hurting for people. Exactly. There's, there's so many opportunities. Guys, I'll be straight. Getting a bachelor's degree is just not that valuable anymore. It's just not. Right nowadays, it's all about what skills you actually have. Do yourself a favor, get a CBT Nuggets account, get yourself a Skillshare account and learn actual skills and then do it because employers, especially employers like myself, get so frustrated looking at resumes of people and have theory with no actual practical application that I don't care about education. I don't care about resumes. I don't give a damn. What I care about is do you actually know how to do stuff? And what's your also and what's also your psychological type, so I can match your position based on your mental skills to begin with, so I know that you'd be happy in that position. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't the the affiliative SJs out there, which are on their way out. Let's be honest. Oh man, it's gonna be great. It's a cultural revolution within the United States alone. The SJ society is on its way out because they're a little stupid oligarchy with their bullshit affiliative. Uh, points of views and they're a little old man's club and it's like ow guys you know because you've been here the longest we respect you the most so that's why we're gonna let you know rely on you you know as i call them out you know etc but you know it's just it's like it's absolutely like it's terrible so it's not it's not that it's not that important so anyway back to the trust checks the trust checks is don't complain that the ENTP only tells you a piece of the truth because the fact that they're telling you is still a fact. They're just not giving the whole truth. And when they completely trust you, then they'll give you the whole truth. But if you accuse them of being a liar, they're going to just dump you and not be, uh, and they're going to abandon you. So you have to be let, you have to be patient with them and let them become more comfortable with you because the more comfortable they are, uh, then at that point you will get the whole truth. And then you'll be one of the very few people in their whole life that they ever actually trust 100%. And they will always be sincere. The piece of truth is technically sincere in of its own right, but you can acute, but you end up accusing them of being insincere because you're like, well, you're not telling me the whole truth. You're lying by omission. And it's like, yeah, well, that's kind of a cop out that you NTJs end up having sometimes because you're being selfish and expecting someone to trust you 100% when you have exhibited past, um, you know, p potentially um, 
untrusting behavior as a result of your paranoia, leading to a self-fulfilling prophecy uh, that would cause people to abandon you to begin with. So be careful about that. All right, I see we have Super Chats coming in. What's next? We do. Yep. So uh, next up is another job-related question. Uh, what are some suitable part-time jobs for INFJs? Suitable part-time jobs. Uh, awesome. Uh, painter. Painter is a big one uh, for, for that. Uh, painter. Also, uh, anything that has to do with food service, um, even including cooking. Uh, food service, uh, being a server, busser, etc. INFJs are extremely good in the service industry. Uh, also, uh, martial arts studios. That's another one. Um, that's also a very good place INFJs can get involved in. Uh, doing uh, internships uh, for volunteer work at uh, uh, at uh, and volunteering uh, at uh, nonprofits, very very important uh, as well. Uh, nonprofit work is uh, is also exquisite. Uh, obviously, there's Uber and Lyft, which you don't really make that much money. And please consider becoming a truck driver. Just saying, just saying. Truck drivers and forklift drivers are hot right now. Please consider it. Getting your CDL license is a lot easier than it is. And get over your freaking SE Inferior performance anxiety. Ow, I'm never going to be good enough to like drive a truck driver or even pass the test to get a CDL license. That's not true because one of my coaching clients is doing it right now. And they're like outperforming you. So you might want to consider that. Next question. Alrighty. Yep. Next is from Benjamin Stein. Uh, uh, no, sorry. Excuse me. Melody Braxton. Uh, $2 asking, you have said you don't agree with Socionic's approach on duality. Your golden pair for ESFP is ISFJ. I'm an ESFP. I get along with and enjoy INTJs way better than ISFJs. Your thoughts on this? All right. Say again. What type are they and what? So she's an IS, uh, ESFP, excuse me. Um, she starts off by saying you don't agree with Socionic's approach on duality. Um, so she's wondering why her golden pair is actually ISFJ. Um, she gets along with and enjoys INTJs whether, way more than ISFJs. What are your thoughts on this? Okay, well, she's an ESFP, so TE child, so she's likely not verifying what she believes their types are and probably relying on the test. Statistically, this is what we see consistently from ENFPs and ESFPs because of their TE child not verifying, right? So because of the lack of verification, uh, you can't really, I, I can't really agree that they're actually saying something, you know, uh, like accurate here. So how do we know that they right. themselves are an ESFP? How do we know that this ISFJ is really this person or they're really an INTJ? I just don't know. So I'm going to have yep. to pass this question without more information until I actually know how that she came to find out these people's types. I really can't say. And if it is the case, wouldn't it be a case for um, camaraderie? It would be a case for camaraderie. It would. Uh, uh, and they're probably learning from each other and getting the benefits of challenging each other. So Makes sense. All right. Next up from Benjamin Stein. Hi, I am an ENFX. People tell me I am an FE DOM. I often type as ENFP, though. People are my life, and all my happiness and sadness comes from them. Okay. Sounds like they're an ENFJ. Go watch the ENFJ lectures on uh, the playlist on this YouTube channel. So just based off of that. And uh... thank you, Reginald Taylor Smith for the dollar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was looking to see if they followed that up with a question at all. It does not seem so. Okay. So we're good on super chats then. 
We are good on Super Chat. All right, so uh, Patreon. Uh, we're going to get to YouTube questions here soon, guys. Uh, thank you for your patience. Uh, uh, Mr. Mello, uh, what do we got for the Patreon questions? And make sure you're deleting cool. them next. as we go. So Have been. Ah, thank you. Sure. So the next question comes from Parzival. He says, where are INFPs on the social sphere, by the way? I heard you say before INFPs create the dream for INFJs to execute, and ENTPs are the tip of the spear. Where do INFPs fall on the spear, if not the base, the pommel? They are the base. It's because they are the solid ground, uh, the solid ground in the grass of which everyone else stands upon within any type of movement or any idealistic or affiliative tendency in the same way that the INTP represents the terra firma or the solid ground uh, for... Uh, for like you know systems for example anything intellectual basically as such with background types they're the solid ground with which everyone stands upon etc cool what is next oh we have a super, super chat? chat yep yes so from benjamin stein uh two dollars does adhd ever seem like really developed ne Yes, it does. Actually, SE heroes and uh, and NE heroes uh, often get accused of having ADHD, uh, and uh, when the reality of the situation is, they're ju they're just they don't actually have ADHD. Uh, like you have so many people say NPD, BPD, all these Ds or whatever, and it's just like, guys, the more you get closer to defining something, the less you actually understand, because these little these little conditions are not actually true they're just uh marketing to be honest to get people to believe that they have something wrong with them and the reality of the situation is they don't well i actually do have adhd and i don't have very high attention span maybe that's because you're put into an expert thinking environment as an estp or an istp or you know or you're put into an introverted thinking environment as an nfp and you wonder why you're going to be successful so Cool. Okay, and uh, Reginald Taylor Smith did end up asking a question right, uh, a little bit underneath. So their question is, I'm a little curious as to how INTPs could find a career they enjoy. Uh, <laughs> the super chat was meant for this question. So uh, the INTP uh, career, honestly, your INTP career needs to be focused on one thing, your FE inferior, uh, so that you can aspire with it. Because if you are not helping or being supportive to another person, uh, not only are you going, not only is your intelligence going to drop, uh, but uh, you're not ever going to be fulfilled or even enjoy what you do, because it's not about what career you want. It's about whether or not you're actually making yourself useful and helpful and supportive to other people. Because the more you help somebody with your career, the more it challenges you, the more skills that you gain, the more brilliant you become as a result. So whatever you choose for a career, you need to make sure that you're going out of your way to help somebody in the process. Uh, so, so what are some really good careers to do that for INTPs? Uh, well, IT, IT is excellent. Everyone always needs help in IT and they end up becoming like this amazing foundation in IT, for example, as well as mechanical engineering or even, uh, or even cars and, and maintenance and whatnot, because you're helping and you're solving problems. INTPs need to be helping people by solving problems and being supportive by solving problems and helping give people or an organization a better future. So what's next? Next up is going to be from Apple Juice. Uh, they donated 
about three dollars eleven cents USD from uh, Russian. Um, their question is why, as an INTJ, being physically uncomfortable makes me rage and break things that cause that cause it. Is that how SI demon works? That is exactly how SI demon works. And an INTJ is really only comfortable if they have like a third party around them who is comfortable or they're making them comfortable so that they themselves can be comfortable and cozy. Otherwise an INTJ just doesn't care. So. All right. Um, next up is from Mailing Miller. Uh, and their question is, Advice for ENFPs to get along better with ESFJs, especially as colleagues. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's let's talk about that. Uh, ENFJs and ESFPs. Uh, so ENFPs. Oh, ENFPs. Okay. So we have FE, SI, um, NE, TI. Okay. And then we have NE, and then we have FI, and then uh, TE, and then uh, SI. Okay. So automatically these people are going to be con uh, conflicting over their levels of comfort, which is not exactly ideal. Uh, so they have pretty good decision-making uh, compatibility because if you look at it, um, um, you know, the TE is trying to eat that TI uh, and is relying on the TI inferior. And the TI inferior is not being overwhelmed. And the FE hero is trying to support the FI of the ENFP. So they're good and they can actually like each other. The thing is though, perceptionally speaking, the ENFP would often crush the ESFJ with that any hero because that child and they, the child and the hero would end up competing and that could be a very bad scenario, bad situation. And it's like, okay, well, who's the more comfortable person? And my, uh, like, it's too hot in here. No, it's actually just, it's, it's fine, you know, and they're perceiving the heat of the room differently and it causes a conflict. So <laughs> what you want to do is, is just uh, you need to learn how to be more patient with the other person and uh, try to hold them and judge them according to their standard and not their own. Help them become a better ENFP or help them become a better ENFJ, basically. So that's how I'd answer that question. All right. Um, next up, I'm going to botch this name, but a plethora of me. Oh, yeah, okay. A plethora of me. Can SFP and NFJ be compatible? SFP and NFJ, can they be compatible? Not really. I mean, they have really high... Uh, emotional compatibility, but they have very low sexual compatibility. And most people in relationships, uh, what's dominant is sexual compatibility, and what is recessive is uh, emotional compatibility from a cognitive synchronicity standpoint, because cognitive synchronicity includes both. So, cool. All right. Next up from Benjamin Stein for $10. Do FE Doms talk about how they felt or how they feel? Yes, they do. I only talk about my feelings when I feel them and I can't get over my feelings. If I don't talk about them, I can't get over them. Sorry for the questions. Okay. So, yeah, let's talk about that. So, we have FE and then we have FI. But both people say the words I feel. It's just what is the I feel based on? Is this I feel based on what I care about or what people in general care about? People in general. That's the issue. Okay. So when they say I feel, FE means people in general feel this way and I feel the same way as people in general. Or FI is I say I feel, but that's how I as an individual feel. That's the difference. But they still both say the word I feel. Because you have to look at cognitive axis. FE 
is connected to TI. So it's like, I think they feel this way, or I feel this based off of this fact. That's a TIFE statement, so you know it's FE. Or if it's a, a TEFI from cognitive access standpoint, uh, you have to, by the way, you guys always got to understand cognitive access. You're looking at it this way. TE is like, well, I feel because I feel this way, or I value this thing because of this statistic or this reference point, or because these people think this way, and this is how I feel about it. So it's an FI statement, right? And that's the difference. So awesome. Thank you for the time. All right. And looks like we're caught up on super chats for right now. Cool. Cool. Next question in the Patreon Q&A comes from Matthew84. <clears throat> he right. says, what is a martial arts that I could do with my ENTJ boyfriend? Brazilian I'm an ENTP. Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai specifically. But yes. Cool. Uh, looks like the next one comes from Sealand. And it says... This may sound like a closed-minded question, but why would you still be open to dating someone who is not your golden pair if the golden pair relationship is so great? Do you suggest that we be open to date people outside of our golden pair or have faith that our golden pair will come along? Yes, uh, outside your golden pair is definitely a good choice. Uh, in a lot of cases, remember the four pillars of... Uh, of romantic compatibility and you have to you have to consider cognitive synchronicity if you do not know what cognitive synchronicity is you need to watch season five season five is cognitive synchronicity it's a playlist on this youtube channel uh, you also need to consider uh disposition aka temperaments and uh communication style uh preferences aka uh interaction style um so that's the second pillar then there's this thing called cognitive focus, which we talked about earlier on the show. Uh, and then uh, also on our CSJ conference for the month of July. And then also their nurture, which is basically king, warrior, magician, lover, etc. And then at all these things in consideration, uh, you can make uh, a decision based on, you know, who uh, a life partner would be for you with a sexual relationship, etc. Uh, based on all that information and not necessarily the golden pair. Again, the golden pair is just the default relationship because the first pillar, which is cognitive synchronicity, is the most dominant of the four. So, and, the, and, that, and, and that contains emotional compatibility and sexual compatibility, et cetera, and how that's calculated all differently. But those are the four pillars of romantic compatibility, so. Neat. So Trickster comes in with a big question. If you let me read it, it says, if a person's ego is informative, does that mean in their ego, they won't be able to make any direct statements? And then he says, I'm quite skeptical about the idea we could type people based on their interaction styles since human nurture can come into play. For example, if there is an ISTP who is triple direct and his parents have always told him, you should not speak in a direct format, but rather in an informative format. Is it not possible for an ISTP to be nurtured into speaking informatively? No, it's not. Like it. Okay. Nope. It is not. It'll cause, they'll try oh. to cause a transition, but they won't. And then they have parents who end up having explosive relationships with their children to the point where they're kicking the children out because their parents just can't stand their children behaving in that regard. And that's actually more common than most people think. 
Now in terms of an INTP who is an informative ego, that TI hero is still direct in of its own right. So even though the INTP ego is informative, they can still make direct statements often because TI hero in of its own right is a direct communicating function. So. Cool. Then the next one comes from Raychat19. Okay. It says, how well can ENFJs read people? I feel that I am able to read people's feelings very well to the point of upsetting the other individual. Is this true? Uh, they can read most people, but not everybody. The good luck reading an ENTP. They can't read an ENTP to save their life. Unless the ENTP is like uncomfortable, that's all they can do for the ENTP. But in terms of understanding what the ENTP is thinking, nope. They cannot and do not. What's Richter next? Atmosphere comes in with, do the interaction styles of the types relate to the types of positions within team sports that people tend to fill and excel at? Absolutely, of course. Like, for uh, example, go ahead. I don't know, there's more information here. It says, for example, as an INFP, out of all the sports that I played when I was growing up, I was best at being a defender in soccer and a, quarter, uh, a cornerback in football, which seems related to responding in control. As far as offensive positions, the only one that I was good at was hitting in baseball. Yeah, the uh, the answer is yes. Uh, interaction styles, do you think? I mean, uh, look at various war war strategies. Or the Spider King, who was one of the French kings, compared to the other French King Louis that were out there. They all have different strategies when they're out using their power. You can find out more about this in the 48 Laws of Power. But yes, interaction styles has a lot to do with sports and things like that. 33 strategies of war as well. All right. So next up, we have a super chat cool. from Gabrielle Ray. How do I best help INTJ spouse in making decisions? How do you best help an INTJ spouse in making decisions? Very easy. You watch season 21, uh, How to Social Engineer INTJs, and then do everything that is said in that lecture. Um, but an I, T, E, F, I, S, E, and uh, be like, okay, so always give them a choice. So use a Xanatos Gambit if you have to, um, uh, to help them make the decision. Uh, always uh, provide them with facts. Uh, make them feel good uh, while you do it. Valued. Show them what they're going to gain from status. Status gains uh, as a result to make it valuable to them. And then uh, show them how they can uh, gain uh, in performance uh, and effectiveness. So, uh, and that's how I'd answer that question. All right, so we got $10 from Sarah M. I don't see a question from you, Sarah. So if you wanted to ask one, go ahead. I'll keep an eye on the chat. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Okay. So the next Patreon question comes from yours truly. And I said, you've spoken about how direct is masculine and informative is feminine. What about control versus movement? Would control not be masculine inclined and movement be feminine inclined? It is. Uh, it is it is exactly as you had imagined. Yes, it is. Cool. All right. 
And unless Sarah's answered, the next question comes from Christian. He says, at the end of Q&A 15, you discuss the idea of using technology catalyzed by Jungian psychology as a means for humanity to gain immortality. If humanity were to gain immortality, how do you think this might affect the model of the saculum and its four turnings? Especially since it would potentially add more aspects of the generational archetypes, as well as more than one of each said archetype as time goes on. For example, multiple generations of nomads, how would they affect each other? Or moreover, would the system break down? That is an amazing question. And the answer is yes, the system would break down because you have to have a cycle of life. Remember, if you are immortal, you are technically dead because life cannot exist if, you, if there's no growth. So remember, proof of life. Proof of life equals growth. If you are immortal, you're frozen. There is no growth, which means you're undead, basically. Uh, which means the cycle, it'll, it'll break, it'll lead to chaos which creates hell on earth. That's why it's written in Revelation chapter nine, and they will seek death, but they cannot find it. So, next question. All right. All right, so we got Sarah M and one other super chat after that. So Sarah M asks, what things should INFPs do to become their best selves that are the most successful in this world and interact best with all the other types? they're never going to be able to interact best with all the other types. Uh, so just focus on building up your own strengths within the relationships that you have with the people closest to you or potentially could be closest to you. Uh, otherwise, you want to reach integration. So you're going to find the answer to that in season 19, which is behind uh, Patreon Gold. But we just were only on episode two for that out of the 17 episodes. And it's going to be a long time before we get to INFP, so be advised. Uh, that being said, uh, the ESTJ lecture is still in the same quadra as an INFP, and that is out right now, and that might actually make it valuable to give you an idea of what you can do in the process because the INFP subconscious is spoken about within that particular lecture. Uh, otherwise, uh, really, you need to watch season uh, 10, episode 8, a playlist as, uh, episode as well. Go to the playlist on our YouTube channel, watch season 10, episode 8, to understand how to like motivate an INFP to be successful. Uh, otherwise, uh, it's important to make sure that uh, you're really committing yourself to a cause, uh, developing a core interpersonal philosophy, and reading as much as you can to develop that philosophy further so that others can take it and execute it and bring it into reality. So, um, did I about cover that, or did I miss anything there on that one? I think that about covers it. Um, if if you feel like you didn't get a good answer, let me know, Sarah. But I, I think you covered it personally. Um, so Benjamin Stein um, asks, with NI and FE, I don't know if I'm picking the right one versus, uh, or not versus, I guess, with FI and NE, I don't know if I've considered all the options. Is this true? With FI and E. Uh, so as a as an ENFP analysis paralysis, it yeah, and then they also are asking about NI with FE. 
and they're asking, I don't know if I'm picking the right one. And then FINE, I don't know if I've considered all the options. It depends. So I guess they're kind of asking it two depends questions what there. slot. It depends what slot the functions are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up, we have now or never with ISTP here. Left INFJ girlfriend for ENFJ. Suicide or nah? Yeah, uh, don't suicide because only pussies like really uh, do that. I mean, like, let's be honest. There's always a way out, and there's people who have suffered way worse. And don't like. Don't ever commit suicide. And of course, all of the INFPs watching the stream have just triggered right now in saying that. And frankly, I don't care. Uh, because the truth of the matter is, is that if you're willing to commit suicide uh, and just give up like that, like, wow. I mean, as my father would say, just sign everything over you, you own to me and then uh, I'll go find you uh, a weapon. Because, like, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's really just a complete waste. Uh, if you if you're having that bad of a life and you're that depressed, uh, then maybe you should consider uh, taking actions and realizing that the problem is actually the person you see when you look in the mirror and not necessarily the life or environment that you have per se. Uh, that being said, uh, ENFJ or INFJ, how do you know what their types are and how do you know what type you are and how did you come to that conclusion? Did you administer tests? Did you use the type grid? Like, what are you doing to get to that standpoint? Otherwise, uh, I would, if you really are those types, I'd recommend choosing other types for relationships and move on to the next one, in my opinion. So uh, that's kind of where I would uh, give up there. So, yeah. Okay. SF Lover retroactively donated for their question that they asked earlier. So I, while I find this, if you want to go ahead and uh, look for the next question on Discord. Sure. So, Nocktail asks, how does a sexual relationship between two SE users differ from that between an SI and SE user? Great. That's a great question. So, SE plus SE sex. All right. All right, cool. Very, very simple. Here's the answer. Taking turns. Whose turn is it to have an orgasm tonight? Whose turn is it to be on top tonight? Whose turn is it to be on the bottom tonight? Whose turn? Whose turn? Whose turn? Whose turn? It's all about taking turns. That's basically how it works for SE, SE uh, sexual relationships. So um, now, whereas if you have a uh, SE plus SI, this is kind of already determined. Uh, and the SE would basically be like on top, and then SI would be on bottom, and whatnot. Now, while I have taking turns of here, if one of them is, uh, well, enjoyed some alcohol and drunk, then they can actually take advantage of this model instead of the above model of taking turns, typically. So. Now, would, would cognitive focus also factor in here? Cognitive focus does definitely factor in as well. So when you're looking at cognitive focus, depending on what side of the mind that they're in uh, at the time, etc., uh, depending on which one it is, uh, if they are focused on one side of their minds, uh, typically people statistically have sex with their subconscious, but if they're focused on their unconscious and whatnot, 
that can also change things as well. So just because there are two SE users, if one of those SE users is very, very deep into their unconscious shadow, they have more access to the introverted sensing function in, uh, in the sexual relationship. And as a result, they'd be more willing to be uh, the bottom person, even though they're an SE user and be on the bottom per se and get closer to that SE plus SI sexual model. So. Now to ask the obvious question here, I assume this applies the same way for SISI users as well. It does. It really does. Okay. Nebula says, <clears throat> what books would you recommend to learn more about the four pillars of self-intimacy? What books and four pillars of self-intimacy? That would be the following books. No more uh, Mr. Uh, nice Guy. Um, uh, the Way of the Superior Man. Okay. Uh, Codependent, uh, No More. Uh, and then also uh, Attached and Principles by Ray Dalio. Uh, those would be the books that I would suggest for that. So, cool. All right. So the next question comes from Philip Van Hout. Okay. Hope, I, hope I didn't butcher that. How many, how many more left um, do we have in there? Uh, looks like we have five people to answer. All right, yeah, let's, get, let's just blow through them real quick. Cool. Uh, so it looks like this is the biggest one. It says, I'm an INTJ. I have a question about what my ideal clients would be. I am a high-performance mentor, and I show ambitious entrepreneurs how to achieve more with, with, excuse me, with less effort. I do this by building better habits, maximizing their productivity, and mastering their mindset. I focus on practical strategies that help people have a bigger impact and get more done in less time in their business and personal life. But it will only work if they take action and reflect regularly. Now, what I would like to, to know is who preferably my ideal type personalities would be and what type personalities I should avoid and why. Okay, if, you have an extra, if you have an extra tip on what to market or highlight about what I do to certain types, that would be an extra bonus. Thanks so much, and I love the work that you're doing, Chase. Yeah, no problem, bro. Um, so, Kana's like, hey, I agree. Update the book section of your website. Um, fair enough. I will uh, write that down and get that handled. Uh, so, uh, this INTJ needs to focus on SFJ, NTP, Quadra for their customers, as well as STP, NFJ, Quadra, basically TI users. Focus on TI users, avoid fellow T users, especially NTJs, avoid STJs uh, for more success. And uh, that's how I would answer that question, uh, as, as general as I can get it. Um, cool. Really, really quick. Um, so for SF Lover, uh, I can't get back up to that the question at 925 that you posted. If you could repost it, I'll be happy to read that question for you. Um, but I need you to post it again for me, please. And now or never, we have another super chat. ISTP, what's the main reason I fight with my ENFJ? Uh, the ENFJ basically would say that you're heartless and uh, 
you only ever care about what you want and telling you that you're selfish and you always have to be right about everything instead of actually listening you're incapable of listening to anyone and you're always expecting everyone else to listen to you but you're not listening to anyone and you're also really controlling and you don't get let anyone else have any choice and it's really unfair that's how they would uh reason why that you fight so cool next we're good on super chats cool cool Next comes comes from Taj Marie. It says, this may come off as presumptuous. However, I noticed in a, cap a couple of your videos that you maintained that the role of the INFJs was to make humanity better, or at least more ethical. If that is the case, what is the role of the INTJ? To make other people mentally sharper or aware of alternative strategies? If so, how is that possible if any INTJ has to consistently surround himself or herself with high TI users. I find that I get blowback from some people for challenging them to think outside of their comfort zones or preference. All right, uh, someone's like talking about flow states video and whatnot. And I'm like, I would have to say like, I was told recently that flow state is a convict uh, and potentially a drug addict and not exactly a credible source of information when it comes to his criticisms of me. Not to mention that he's terribly bad at math, so. Uh, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, and uh, can, we, can you ask that question one more time, uh, Mr. Miller? Certainly. So let me break it down here. It says, I noticed that you maintain the role of INFJs is to make humanity better or at least more ethical. Right. And then this person asks, what is the equivalent to the INTJ? Is it to make other people mentally sharper or aware of alternative strategies? Yes. And then a follow-up is if so how is that possible if any ntj has to consistently surround himself or herself with high ti users they find that they get blowback for challenging people to think outside of their comfort zones or preference uh, it really it really is to challenge people to get out of their comfort zone but it's also more of like because they're mastering every skill they can also show other people how to master every skill but it's also to kind of like bring reality in such a way to make reality worth keeping to really actually find the fun in reality you know yeah it's a it's a challenge to challenge people yeah definitely especially a ti user exactly so, all right so we have a couple more uh super chats here so Mina asks, I wonder if personality disorders, personality disorders, syndromes, medical conditions are an independent layer on top of the type or an inherent direct and magnified manifestation of the said type. Any clarity on that? Can you ask that question one more time? Yeah. Um, she's wondering if personality disorders, mental disorders, oh, yeah, yeah, syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, I am not an expert in psychiatry, so I don't have an opinion that I can offer when it comes to uh, anything psychiatric. And in my opinion, psychiatric uh, diagnoses of BPT, MPD, or anything like that, in my opinion, are irrelevant. They're ultimately irrelevant, but this is a, a biased TE critic response that you would expect from an ENTP anyway, uh, or, or anyone with TE critic for that matter, because at the end of the day, it's just not that great. Uh, 
like it, I, I, I could really care less about that because I come to realize that those are just arbitrary labels that are don't actually have real basis in reality. Uh, and it's just nothing more than uh, voodoo marketing by medical companies and medical science to sell people on products that shouldn't even exist to begin with. And that's my humble opinion about psychiatric disorders like ADD, ADHD, MPD, BPD, whatever. It's just people are being unhappy. And guess what? We live in the United States of America or this freaking first world society where people are statistically unhappier than everywhere else for the most part. Because right now the happiness levels in the United States statistically is the worst in the world last I checked. So think about that. Um, anyway, next. All right. Um, so we got part one of SF Lover's question, and we'll stick to that for right now. True or false? Any deals with mo deals more with gathering, collecting, uh, disparate ideas, concepts, and theories as they relate to as they relate objectively to things and objects in the external world? Okay, I'd imagine that would be more S a different way. Are you really talking about psychometry? I'm not sure. So they're basically, they want to know if this is true. Basically they're asking if NE deals more with gathering, collecting, uh, disparate ideas, concepts, and theories as they relate objectively to things and objects in the external world. So I'm no. not, no, it's I, about abstracting fate and possibilities and finding what may happen later based on everyone's collective fate or each individual person's fate and how they all intertwine together like a helix or you know like spreading out like water like veins of water uh, or veins of gold etc it's like that's how expert intuition works no right. that definition is not what it is <coughs> excuse me all right, next up is Matt T. No question, just a shout out to Kana for being awesome, and thank you for all you do, Chase. All right, thanks. Thanks a lot, and uh, uh, very much appreciated. All right, all caught up on Super Chats now. All right, so the next Patreon question also has to deal with Kana. She says, obviously, this depends on nurture as well, but based on your past experiences, what would you say? On a scale from 1 to 10, how clingy is each quadra? Okay. So STP plus NFJ, and then uh, SFP plus NTJ, and then STJ plus NFP, and then, um, hold on. SFJ plus NTP, and then STJ plus NFP, and then one, two, three, four, in terms of clinginess. So there you have it. <laughs> All right. And now or never again, uh, as an ISTP, what could cause my lack of energy lately? Uh, probably because you have no joy and you don't actually think very well of what you're doing and it's not fun and no one would like it. So why, if no one's going to like what you're doing, then no one, why should you like what you're doing basically? And if no one's going to listen to you and help you improve that situation, why do you care? And what if it's removing your freedom of choice and you're being forced to do something against your will? You're probably, uh, taking all motivation out of, you know, whatever you're doing. So, yeah. All right. 
Cool. So, next Patreon question comes from Meta S. This is the last of the Good. three remaining, or the first of the three remaining. Pardon. It says, would Trickster or Demon SI make one better at getting out of their comfort zone because they are either unaware of or don't care about receiving a good experience? Yeah, but then their their willpower could cause them to like be impulsive and irresponsible due to lack of self discipline. This is why NI parents and NI heroes have no sleep schedule. NJs just don't have sleep schedules because they don't have an introverted sensor around with which their body clock is supposed to attach to. Cool. So let's get this money. Says. <clears throat> Any tips for an ISFP aspiring entrepreneur? Okay. Um, focus on developing your ENTJ uh, subconscious. Make sure that you go out of your way to value people. Treat uh, treat everyone the same, except you want to make sure that as an ENTJ subconscious, you're treating people as an entrepreneur from a meritocracy standpoint with your employees. Commit yourself to customer uh, service and performance, as well as getting the best possible outcome results, which you do naturally, especially with your art. But uh, do not allow other people's opinions to get in the way of you actually producing. You should care less about people's opinions and, and care more about how you feel about what you're actually doing and not necessarily about other people's opinions. Uh, because if you do good work, other people's opinions don't actually matter. Otherwise, just be willing to take charge with the people that work under you. Treat it like a meritocracy and you'll be more successful. What's next? Byte asks... Is it an INFJ thing to get overwhelmed extremely easily? If so, what are some ways to calm this down? Uh, they can be very over. They can be overwhelmed. The reason why is the SE barrier. They're SE inferior, uh, and it's basically their TI uh, child needs to be able to take things in small bites, one thing at a time. It's interesting that bite's name is bite because TI child exists to reduce things into bites or bite sized, such that uh, they can be able to. Uh, you know, basically deal with it, you know, uh, cope with the situation. And that's why it takes time for them to process things. Without that time to process, uh, things just kind of get out of hand. They get overwhelmed so much. And it's also their TE trickster is not able to actually provide their mind with a framework with which to organize all these thoughts and ideas and feelings in such a way that it makes sense to them. So they have to do it one thing at a time. If this, then that. If this, then that. If this, then that. If this, then that. Over and over and over and over. So... Uh, that's it for the first round of Patreon. Cool. All right. And if there are no super chats open, um, let's... Uh, Nothing currently. Cool. So super chats are closed. Let's take direct questions from YouTube. Let's do it. So have at it, guys. We have a ton of those. <laughs> All right, yeah. So go, find, uh, go find whatever you want. Or I'll answer directly as I see it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's find a good one here. Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, do you, do INTPs have good mind body connection? Do INTPs have good mind body connection? Sure, they do. As long as they've developed their uh, introverted sensing, self discipline appropriately, and they've actually taken the time to explore their own bodies, absolutely. So. Ooh, I'm going to have to pull up my other window here just to keep track of all these questions. Uh, okay, hold on. Um, oh, I want to answer that question. Hold on. It's uh, uh, Nora During says, 
Q&A, Chase. Are you serious when you say humanity should unite to achieve the best society possible? Because people in your server don't seem to be on board with that. That's okay. I, I mean, I'm fine. If you want to know how, how I really feel, I really take Malcolm X and his teachings uh, very seriously. He was also an ENTP. Basically, any people group has a right to unite and be all about themselves over other people groups. Um, and this means that if, uh, if African-Americans all want to move to New Hampshire and have a black state where they have black senators and black congressmen and black assembly people within their state assembly and a black governor and a black government and a black society, they should be allowed to and they should be respected and treated with mutual respect in the process. Conversely, any people group, uh, Asians, white people, whatever they want, it doesn't matter, uh, a, a commune, whatever, mutual respect for those people from a macro-based love your neighbor as yourself point of view, as Malcolm X had taught, is much more superior to the Martin Luther King, oh, let's just integrate ourselves in with the white man as much as possible and then lose all of our culture and society in the process. It's the same thing that destroyed Native Americans. It's funny how often, like, black people complain about racism and whatnot and like oh you know my 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 ancestors were slaves and whatnot and it's like oh see that's joseph now you're being racist and it's like no actually to those african americans i suggest uh what about the damage done to the native americans what about them everyone's so quick to bring up about all the damage done to african americans and no one seems to remotely bother to ask what happened to the native americans and it's like really frustrating to me so how about we just stop having the stupid double standard and instead actually live our lives based on a standard of love your neighbor as yourself. And that includes not just individuals, and it also includes families, communities, cities, municipalities, counties, states, other nations, tribes. How about we do that instead of like having this bullshit like oh we need to be integrated and, and truly united you want to do that well that's babylonianism like you know like that's really babylonian and like yeah it really worked out really well for babylon because they're no longer here you know what i'm saying so you have to understand that in order for culture to be preserved like like here's a great example uh raylan uh raylan who uh you know painted those paintings she's a cajun acadian french folk they're like they're fading away their culture is dying out. Their language isn't even being spoken very much anymore, right? So, and that's because their people group is not being respected by other people groups. They're, that doesn't exist. Their ideologies don't make any, they, they, they're just fading away. They're gone with the wind, right? And as much as, you know, the Civil War is not necessarily about racism, but it was actually about uh, states' rights, because a state within the union should have the right to live the way it wants to live, regardless of what the federal government necessarily says. That's why I support interposition and nullification. And yet you have Martin Luther King standing out there giving his uh, I have a dream uh, a speech, and he's calling out the state of Alabama for having you know a position with words dripping and nullification and interposition as part of his speech, and et cetera. And it's like, yeah, everyone starts to rave about how amazing Martin Luther King is, and they're so quickly to forget the teachings of Malcolm X. And I just find that absolutely just sad, just absolutely sad, because we are losing the flavor of our culture uh, because we are becoming this vanilla Americanized culture with this one world culture uh, instead of actually like appreciating different culture, a different culture where 
you know, strudel is valued more than a donut, right? I mean, I like the variety. You want to have cultural variety? Well, we need to have mutual respect for people groups out there instead of and, and, and uh, accept the Malcolm X way of doing things instead of the Martin Luther King way of doing things. So that's definitely uh, how I'd approach that. Uh, any uh, questions uh, stand out to you, Mr. Rocca? Yeah, so uh, we have one final super chat from Now or Never who decided to cut it close to the last second. Okay. Um, ISTP, currently a server. What's my best job choice? ISTP, best job choice? Mm -hmm. Oh, shoot. Um, skydiving? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, dirt biking? instructor is a job choice. You know, <laughs> uh, actually, uh, teaching metal shop, becoming a teacher. Um, you ever watch the anime, the anime GTO, great teacher Onizuka? Onizuka was an ISTP becoming a teacher. And he, he, he led the Onibaku motorcycle gang and he decided to quit his motorcycle gang and become a teacher. And he's doing his ENFJ subconscious development. So yeah, become a teacher. That's the ideal job for an ISTP. Metal shop, wood shop, anything that can confer skills upon young people, that's how I'd recommend is the best uh, for uh, uh, INTJs, so. All right. Um, let me find another. We have a lot of questions to go through now. So let me find another good one for you. How would an INFJ go about uniting humanity by uh, Aaron Sodiger? Uh, basically by telling the truth regardless of the consequences. That's mm -hmm. how I would do it. Like Jesus did. Okay. Um... Chase, are you serious when you say humanity should unite to achieve the best society possible? Because people I already answered that question. <laughs> okay, you did. Cool. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, so next one down. Um, when I go out, I notice a lot of things in my environment, but sometimes I get very overwhelmed. Is this SE inferior? Uh, yes, I think it would. Yeah. Um, next one down from that. So how does TE Child give us ENFPs, the ability to read thoughts of others? What would be the best explanation to that? And also, what about types with the hero parent? Hero, hero parent? Yeah, so like they're asking why, basically they're asking why is TE Child able to see into the thoughts of others? And what about the TE heroes and the TE parents out there? Right. T heroes, T Could you ask the question a different way? Yeah, he's he's just basically asking. Like, you you specifically said, um, I believe it was in one of your um, one of your Twitter posts that uh, T E child has the ability to see into the thoughts of others, and they're asking essentially, well, what about uh, like how do you explain how they're able to do that, and what about T E hero and T E parent? Why why don't they have that ability as well? I, if well, I understand they, correctly, T, that's what they're trying T to ask. All users can see into the thoughts of other people. It's just TE child is the divine nature of TE. It's it's all about having a the most purest form of collecting everyone else's opinions and creating reference points and reference material and data and statistical uh, analysis for the sake of decision making. That's all it is. It's like a master archive, and they're very very good about it because they're innocent about it and it's the most purest form. And that's because, and then as a result, it's very miraculous because this is a child function. TE child has the ability to miraculously change the thoughts and opinions of other people in rapid capability. That's why they are the advocate for humanity before the creator, essentially. And that's ultimately what's going to save mankind from uh, certain destruction. So, fair enough. 
All right. Um, next up, uh, where do I find INTP women? Where do I find INTP women? Uh, shoot. Oh, playing video games, uh, working on cars, um, riding dirt bikes. <laughs> yes, there's a chuckle for that one, I know. Uh, and uh, shoot. Um, reading books, uh, working, uh, they're just, they're around, just, uh, they just, they dress really plainly and you just, they don't understand their own aesthetica and how it could be like unlocked basically. Fair enough. How can an, uh, how can an INTJ beat FI child laziness? Uh, by, uh, forcing yourself to try to start things, even if you don't know that that's going to work out, basically. Um, you also want to make sure that you're performing well, like see how you compare to others, like get on a leaderboard and compete uh, really emphasize your ability to outperform other people and be about competition and make sure that you're going to get a status boost as a result of that competition. That's how I would say about doing it. Okay. Well, it's funny that you've mentioned uh, INTPs riding dirt bikes. Uh, Nova asks, can INTPs become good at riding dirt bikes competitively? Yes, yes they can. And we actually talked about that earlier today. So, yes. We need to be right back. It's, it's self-discipline. Right. With developing their self-discipline, they absolutely can. They'll just have okay. to be able to make every single mistake in the book first and foremost to be able to achieve that. Makes sense. All right. How can I distinguish as an NI interest INFJ between systematic plans lists and interest plans and lists? Uh, I feel systematic with my plans and lists. So I guess they're asking, uh, I'm NI interest INFJ, and how do I distinguish between systematic planning and interest planning? Systematic planning, interest. Okay, so INFJs. What's really great about them is that they don't actually plan anything. They get NFPs to plan for them, then they execute the plan. They need a plan. They just don't have a plan. Yes. If they decide to listen to INTJs those plans. INTJs make the plans, and then they execute them. That's what's really cool about INTJs. So. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? I don't remember. What is Wonka Vision's question? Can we find that? I missed it. Oh, he's been talking a lot through the chat. Through the chat. Oh, Let's I see. missed it. Uh, maybe they can repost. Hey, Wonkavation, if you have a question, drop it in the chat. Yeah. Oh wait, how do I get an ESTJ boss to stop being overly aggressive with me and INFJ? Uh, basically, call in the question their humanity to their face, like literally. Uh, also, tell them that if they continue to behave that way, they're going to become unwanted. Uh, and that will make them uncomfortable and tell them that you don't think that they're being a good person because of that Just challenge them straight up go right for their inferior function and then you know And then that may cause hatred, but I mean you're just telling the truth, right? Uh, another way though, but to really really get them to be appropriate with that uh, hit their SE critic That's how you teach people you hit them in their critic function and just tell them like so if you always want to be so comfortable with what you're doing, you're making everyone else uncomfortable right now. And because you're making everyone else uncomfortable, why should we let you be comfortable, basically? And that's hitting their SE critic. Also, if they any time that they're dressed poorly or um, have their shoes on tied or anything like that, call them out on it. Uh, call them out on their aesthetic. 
and tell them how it's basically making them look bad, and they'll also listen to you as well for Wonka Vision's uh, question. So. Okay. All right. Duncan's, I've seen Duncan ask this question a couple times throughout the chat. Is lying ever acceptable? Is lying ever acceptable? Yes. Yes, it is acceptable. Of course. Because, uh, guess what? The Ten Commandments, it does not say, thou shalt not lie. It says, thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. It does not say, thou shalt not lie. Which means, sometimes white lies could be a good thing. So, use with caution. Yeah. What if, uh, you know, you have a house full of children, and a murderer asks, you know, where are your children? Are you going to tell them the truth? Yep. Yep, tell them the truth. All right. Um, next up. Uh, how can I develop all of my decider functions at the same time? I, I think they mean judgment functions. Yeah, the judgment functions. Um, yes. So uh, yeah. judgment functions or decision-making functions, uh, if you're a TE user, you need to read. If you're an FI user, you need to develop uh, principles. If you're an FE user, you need to go out of your way to be caring as much as possible. And if you're a TI user, make sure you verify everything you know. And then that's how you develop them. Next. Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. Can INFPs be good at uh, strategy? And I believe you have answered this before, but. Um, hold on, hold on one second. Uh, hold that, hold that question. I saw another question that I really want to answer. Um, sure. How, how to develop your SE demon as an ENTP from Space Mario. All right, Space Mario, <laughs> this is how you do it. Be as sarcastic and as spiteful as possible, but in a fun, daring, and helpful way. So, uh, or quite frankly, the best way to put it, satire. SE demon is all about satire. No wonder. Benjamin Franklin, he had Poor Richard's alt, uh, Almanac. He is known for satire because S.E. Demon is satirical AF. That's how you do it. All right, next question, Raka. Yeah, can, can, uh, can INFPs be good at strategy? And I do believe Absolutely. you've answered this before. Yes, they can because yeah. they have to be strategic when they're doing like day trading and INFPs are like the best type of day trading. So there's a lot of strategy. It's all about developing systems and processes and uh, being able to prognosticate and tell the future precognitively what the outcome is going to be as a result of certain trades and markets, et cetera, of course. I, I believe you've also uh, made the point that INFPs are excellent at like real-time strategy games or strategy games in general. They can be as long correctly. as they don't turtle, as long as they don't turtle too much, which they're they can be known for. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. Trying to find the questions through all the uh, inner inner conversations. How do I access the magician archetype? As an INTJ, you have good, strong relationships with your fellow gender basically, and help them improve and reach them, get them into manhood or womanhood. That's how you develop your, access your uh, magician archetype. Okay. Next up, how do you feed SI demon? How do you feed SI demon? Um, uh, having sensual experiences for yourself, basically. Uh, when you're like, going all out of your way to be, be as aesthetically pleasing as possible with your SE inferior. You just go out randomly and order yourself a pepperoni pizza and eat the whole thing. <laughs> all right. Um, how do I be more consistent as an ENFP? 
uh, more consistent as an ENFP is by developing your self-discipline as much as possible. Uh, Mason Sierros and Daredog101 says, what does turtle mean? Turtle mean is that when you're playing a real-time strategy game as an INFP, it means you're just focusing on building up your base instead of actually attacking the opponent. You know, that's why when people play uh, Protoss, they, they throw up uh, in StarCraft, they throw up as many uh, Proton Cannons as much as possible to develop a strong defense. Uh, whereas if there is Zerg, they create as many Zerglings as quickly as possible and then just Zerg rush the enemy and see if they can defeat them while they're still weak. Uh, that's different strategies. Yeah, I could tell you as an ENFP, I'm bad about that too. <laughs> just build the biggest base as possible. Um, all right, next up is... Oh, how about, how about General Patton's question? What is the best way to break out of isolation and use SE inferior of an INTJ? Uh, basically, uh, learn how to be amusing. Uh, watch Ali Wong, an INTJ comedian on Netflix right now. Uh, and she's an INTJ, a uh, fantastic ESFP subconscious. Same with Rush Limbaugh as well with his ESFP subconscious. And learn how to lampoon and joke around with people and mock things, basically. And then people end up liking that. It helps you break the, break the ice and you become more sociable as a result being an INTJ. So. All right. So... Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name. Is there such thing as a concrete speaking intuitive or an abstract speaking sensor? Uh, yeah, abstract speaking sensors are people like an ESTJ in their INFP subconscious. Yeah, it's through cognitive transition, of course. Yeah. Um, just trying to go down the list here. Get as, get as many people as possible. What type of paladins? Those are INFJs, Mr. Dolph Dervish. Go ahead, uh, Raka. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, you're totally fine. Um, how do I argue with Ti Hero as Te Child? Oh, don't. Uh, you listen. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You listen. Uh, basically, you provide data and statistics contrary to what they think, basically, and uh, with actual concrete proof. You have to have concrete evidence. So. And then you let them logic it, and then you yeah. take that in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, here's, here's another thing that I've learned, though, um, specifically from my own experience, is phrase things as questions, not as truthful statements. Ask them the their Socratic opinion. method. Yeah, ask them their opinion on it rather than saying this is a fact, because your TE child is going to get absolutely stomped if you try to state facts to a TI hero. Yes, Rush Limbaugh is an INTJ. Yes. Um, next. Uh, how can an INTJ avoid coming across as condescending to others? Uh, by being funny. All right. Um, how can it, oh, just lost that one. Rip. How can an ENTJ deal with a massive failure in life and having trouble reconnecting with goals? Um... <laughs> Basically, you need to force yourself to take up an art form, be creative. You need to find a creative outlook of some kind uh, and just to really demonstrate how you feel uh, and as soon as possible. You need to get your subconscious in there going right away. So, All right. Is nihilism, hopelessness common for an INTJ and how do you get over this? It's super common for INTJs and uh, nihilism is just them indulging in their self-destructive behavior. Uh, recognize that you can actually make more people comfortable, give them good experiences and outperform other people. If you focus on developing your SE inferior, you'll realize that reality and uh, 
life as we know it is actually fun and enjoyable and not a waste of time as INTJs assume it is because they're too afraid of actually bothering to perform and then they just assume everything is worthless when the reality situation is the problem the problem that they face is actually the face they see when they look in the mirror next question all right um is it possible to maintain a child demon loop consciously so the demonic child it is absolutely possible to uh do it consciously yes next question all right what does it feel like for f for si demon to recall their past it's very uncomfortable for them, if almost even a painful experience. Uh, that's why uh, if uh, they're unable to make anyone comfortable around them, they themselves are not comfortable, and uh, it becomes uh, very they and they indulge in self-destructive behavior. All right. Um, what types tend to uh, brilliantly weirdish? Do INFJs experience self-destructive behavior too? Absolutely, they do. Uh, go ahead. Yep. Um, what types tend to be physically gentle slash very unlikely to become physically aggressive? I really value when men seem gentle and sweet. She's an ESTP woman. I'd like to know if, the, if some types are more inclined to that. Absolutely. SI inferiors and SI child are. Not so much SI parents, but yes. Um, all right. Next up. Uh, okay. So this person's asking, if I'm an INFJ, well, I know warning. my friend two minute is warning. an INFJ. Hmm? Two-minute warning uh, before we're done. So. All right. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> I, I know my next question. <laughs> uh, well, I know my friend is an INFP instead of an INFJ because the conv conversation flows really well. If I am an INFJ, we have lots of things in common. Well, what if that INFJ themselves is an INFP and they're talking to an INFJ? Maybe they need to watch that lecture. How do INFJs compare to INFPs uh, that they can search on this YouTube channel with the answer to that question? Yay, it's an hour and a half long. Enjoy. Horntail asks, how do you develop TI Angel? <laughs> how do you develop TI Angel? Uh, by um, uh, making sure that you have researched enough that you absolutely know for a fact that you're correct and do it in such a way where you're telling someone the truth to their face, regardless of how it makes them feel for their benefit. Next. All right. Um, why do INTJs have, oh, hold on. Uh, yeah, why do INTJs have trouble with getting focused on what they do sometimes? Is it also because of SE Inferior? Uh, it's because of their interaction style. Um, sometimes the starter uh, subconscious and the starter unconscious gets in the way and tries to divert the INTJ to other things and ends up becoming like the squirrel-like behavior. Alrighty. ISFJ, how to help my ENFP husband help me around the house regularly to avoid overstressing myself? Help me help him. Uh, Tell him it's his duty to be helpful around the house and go after his effie critic and tell him how unhelpful and uncaring and how selfish he is. If he doesn't do that, basically you're guilting him into action. And if that doesn't work, then you're going to have to resort to either making him uncomfortable or shaming him publicly. All righty. All right. Next. Social engineer ENFPs. <laughs> yep. Uh, next up. Uh, how to get an INTP friend to start reading. How to get an INTP friend to start reading by telling him that it will actually be helpful and if he doesn't, he's gonna let down other people and people won't appreciate him anymore. You guilt them. Next. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's see here. 
Uh, somebody asked, what's angel? I thought that was a joke for a second. So, like, your demon function can become the angel, yeah, basically. It's, it's a gateway function. Gateway functions, uh, even though their default uh, for hero is what it is, but uh, your second gateway is inferior. It can become aspirational. Uh, your third gateway is your nemesis function, or the villain function can become an ally. And then your demon function, so the fourth gateway, can turn into an angel function. So Yeah. And then we have a bunch of questions basically asking how do you change x demon into x angel <laughs> maybe you all should watch season 19 which is uh, available to patreon gold members to find out so yep all right um why is there no such thing as a type like informative responding movement uh because the combination of the cognitive functions do not create uh, interaction or communication styles to that end next hey chase i have a i have a question yes sir so you, talk, you just talked about how the, the demon function is the gateway to the superego. Yes, sir. Um, what about accessing the superego through the subconscious? Uh, it is the shadow, basically, of the subconscious. Uh, that's why you have to develop both the subconscious and the unconscious in order to start healthfully developing the superego because you need to be able to have bleed into the superego from both angles in the same way that the ego is always bleeding in to the other two sides of the mind from itself as well as a source. It can be done. You cool. can access it the other way, but you still have to master all the gateways first. Makes sense. All right. Uh, how do you deal with an FE ESTJ demon as an INTJ who refuses to feed into their blatantly, blatantly wrong controlling views? Okay, what? <laughs> this is a hell of a question. How do you deal with an ESTJ... ESTJ's FE demon as an INTJ who refuses to feed into their blatantly wrong controlling views. Probably because you yourself as an INTJ may be overvaluing your self-importance around the ESTJ such that the ESTJ looks at you as someone who's selfish and uh, focused on their performance and looking good in front of everybody else such that uh, you're putting your status above theirs when they want to have status too and that's not fair and you guys need to figure out a system where you're trading status and trading opportunities to take credit for things uh and because it's it ends up becoming an, a competition for credit and they don't appreciate that and they feel disrespected makes sense i have uh i have company i need to address so do i uh, so I think I think we're going to end the stream right now. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for being present. Uh, I really appreciate uh, both of you, and um, uh, thank you Certainly. all for coming to our uh, Q and A session. Just so you guys know, starting uh, month of August, we're actually going to have posted times uh, for streams, uh, lecture releases, and everything, so that we can actually like have a normal schedule around here instead of Chase showing up to things an hour late typically or and whatnot. So that is a thing that is coming. Uh, so look out for those. We're going to be announcing them on Discord. If you're not on our Discord, you need to get on Discord. csjoseph.life forward slash social. Join our Discord server so you can get access to those updates as well as our rewards. Also, patreon.com forward slash csjoseph so you guys can uh, uh, contribute to us uh, financially to keep the lights on because we definitely need some lights to be kept on, etc. And then with that being said, uh, find ourselves into a uh, better position to deliver you more content and whatnot. So thank you, Mr. Mello. Thank you, Mr. Rocca, uh, for your guys' assistance tonight. We had an excellent stream, one of the best in my opinion. Uh, otherwise, um, I'll see you folks later. Uh, have a good night. Adios. Later.